Welcome to the Metabolic Coach Podcast, where it's all about exploring a new way of losing weight, one thought at a time. And I'm your host, gynecologist and a certified life and weight coach, Dr. Rashmi Pawar. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's podcast on what to eat in PCOS. Let me just start by saying, are you guys following me on my social media? That is on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm also happen to be on YouTube. So I keep coming up every day on my Instagram stories, which I obviously share on my Facebook, and I'm trying to figure out how to share them on WhatsApp as well. So if you are someone who is on Instagram, please follow me there as metabolic underscore PCOS underscore coach. If you are someone on Facebook, follow me as metabolic coach. And if you're on WhatsApp, please message me, reach out to me in the link in bio and send me your number so that I can start sending you messages and start showing up in your feed to inspire you and to motivate you and to get started doing this work if you want to see me you know if youtube is your jam please you can follow me there so let's get started with our today's topic and that is what do we eat in pcos there's so many things in online whether to give up dairy whether to give up I don't even know there's so many things that people come up with and there are so many supplements and this and that. I don't believe in any of that. I don't think any food is bad, okay? Food is food, but it's the way we eat it, which is a problem. I never recommend my patients to start taking multivitamins or any sort of supplements or metformin to correct this problem because the problem can be corrected by just eating healthily and that's what i advise that is the basic problem let's correct that so what to eat in pcos and the better question would be how to eat in pcos as i said earlier no food is bad food it's how we eat it we have this dysfunctional relationship with food which has led us to where we are right now. By that I mean, I want to clarify that by placing all of those things in the thought model. It's an equation of how we think and how we create the things in our life. The thought model comprises our circumstance, which leads to our thoughts, which create our feelings, which lead to our results, which make us take actions which lead to our results and if you don't know what i'm talking about you need to revisit episode number two where i describe the details of this equation it's the thought model it's how we create things so we if we consider the diagnosis of pcos and our current weight as our circumstance it's neutral right like it's a fact that you have pcos and it's a fact that you have that weight that you are at it's a neutral circumstance and we have lots of thoughts when we see this diagnosis and see that weight 
these thoughts trigger our feelings, which are basically just vibrations in our body, which make us eat a particular way, which make us do things in a particular way, which lead us to our current result, that is our current weight. Scientifically speaking, we all know PCOS is due to insulin resistance. Now, if you don't know that, let me talk more about that. Like just few basic facts. And if it sounds mumbo jumbo, I'm going to try to clarify it as much as possible. And if you don't understand it still, please message and comment in this podcast and I will reach out and respond to that. So we have a very complex way of metabolizing glucose as an energy source in our body. Now, I say complex because it's complex for us, but it's actually very automatic in our human body. And this is happening at a cellular level, like each cell for all of us, every human being, even Madonna, even Lady Gaga, (laughs) whoever you, even Beyonce, whoever you think is like the new best thing, they all are having the same things. So for us to process glucose, As an energy source, we need glucose to enter the cell, the human cell, and we need insulin to push it in. So insulin is like a chemical messenger which helps glucose go in. So whenever we eat anything, our body will sense that food is coming and our pancreas is a special organ which makes insulin, it will produce insulin. And this insulin will go in our bloodstream and then with glucose, it will try to go inside the cells. It is supposed to be that way. Unfortunately, over the last few decades, we have started consuming a lot of processed and refined food. These foods have two important effects on our body. Number one, it produces insulin resistance. And number two, it produces a very high dopamine response. Let's talk about insulin, insulin resistance. So normal food that we eat, like suppose fruits and vegetables, even if they're sweet, they still have protective fiber around it. It will produce a dopamine response, okay, in our body. Whereas if we eat baked goods like bread, pasta, cookies, toast, anything which is refined, white rice, which is processed, it's going to produce a very high insulin response in our body. So suppose, I mean, I'm not really sure how much insulin (laughs) does each food item produces, but let's say something like a potato that you're having. It has protective fiber, it has some starch in it. It's producing, say, four units of insulin, okay? This is not actual numbers but i'm just like giving you an understanding if potato is producing say four units of insulin and say a spinach is producing two units of insulin okay a bread or a pasta is going to produce like 30 40 units of insulin so much insulin will come with processed food it's like eating if you have ever had, if you have ever visited a doctor, like you, you've taken paracetamol by tablet, okay, it takes like some time to act, right? Like you take a tablet, you have a headache, and the 
or you have a fever, the fever will come down in some time, maybe like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. Whereas you take IV paracetamol, like a medication, it's refined, it's like diluted, it's like easy absorption. It goes in and produces like such a fast response in your body, like instantly, right? Pain is gone. Like really, it's better than morphine. (laughs) It's that good. I took morphine twice during my cesarean and that's my experience with morphine, my friends. (laughs) But I still feel IV paracetamol is way better than any any painkiller. Anyway, I'm digressing. So that's what happens when you eat processed food. Like if you were to consume a brown rice, which has this whole husk and it's brown because its coating is still there, it will metabolize slowly in your body. Whereas if you have a white rice, it has been rubbed off and shoved off all of its protective fiber. And it's going to produce a very high insulin response, a quick insulin response. Also, what happens is these foods, when you have, it will, over time, when you're having it again and again, especially if you snack over them, like if you're having a Starbucks coffee again and again, what's happening is you're sipping constantly with the sugar. You're, you're just constantly giving your body that constant insulin burst. And what happens is eventually your body does not respond so well to it. It becomes, your cells become insulin resistant and the sugar is still floating in the blood. So it wants to go in the cell to use as energy. So your body will crave even more food to produce more insulin so that you know, that glucose can enter. That's why we'll end up giving more insulin to diabetes patients. But that's not the solution, my friends. The solution is correct the insulin resistance, right? And that's why we keep eating again and again because we need that insulin to push it in, right? And I mean, our body just gets confused. So that's what happens. Your body develops insulin resistance because of the processed food. The next thing what happens is it produces these foods, processed food, refined food will produce an intense dopamine response, okay? So if suppose like you sleep in the night, you're like very tired and you sleep and that will give you a nice pleasurable response, like you you rest, that's giving you say like four or five units of dopamine. This is again just a comparison to make you understand Whereas if you have this processed food, like say a cookie or a cupcake, (laughs) it's going to give you like a heightened dopamine response. Your brain is going to be like, oh my God, what is that? That's amazing. Let's go get some more of it. So dopamine is a feel-good hormone and eating this food make, make us feel so good that we start to crave for it. And we what we land up doing is we start associating these foods like cupcakes, cookies, Starbucks coffees, and all of that. Chips also will come in there. (laughs) We start associating them with our daily negative emotions. Like anything, like whatever you're doing, it just gets associated with it. It's called conditioning. So what do we eat? How, what should we eat? Like if you ask me, like as a physician, I would recommend scientifically speaking, the latest research is like it's all haywire like the textbooks don't say like we still like the physicians are still practicing their way of low fat diet like even in my current hospital the diabetes physicians would still 
give insulin they will tell patients to have low fat food and they will tell patient to snack regularly and all of that i don't do that because that's not what has served us because that's not correcting the problem that is like really taking care of your immediate problem it's not solving your main problem which is insulin resistance and if you want to correct insulin resistance what you need to do is you need to go off processed food completely right so anyone who has insulin resistance and that can be someone who has pcos who has pre diabetes who has diabetes hypertension or just is obese you all must immediately try to go off added sugars processed foods refined grains moderate your protein intake increase natural fats and increase your fat fiber consumption all right so by that i mean you need to remove the sugar from your tea and coffee you need to substitute your uh white rice with brown rice or quinoa you need to go off completely flour based products that is you need to go off all the baked goods because they are flour based any flour <laughs> almond flour oatmeal flour what not flour anything which is processed into a flour is not going to produce a normal insulin response in your body so you need to go off it rice flours all go off all idli dosa upma any of those wheat products which are so whole wheat berry is okay but it's so difficult to cook because of the husk that it has right so imagine when it goes in your body it will take so long to cook <laughs> i mean to digest right so you need to go off all of that okay and instead like add more fibrous foods like you can have all your vegetables including potato my friend because potato it is a good starch it gives good bulk it has good fiber in it sweet potatoes all the vegetables all the fruits so if you are craving for something sweet go for a dates or like sweet fruits that's better than going for like really intense desserts and increase your protein intake but not too much of it but just keep it moderate okay like there should be protein on your plate and last but not the least you need to add good amount of fats cuz fat will give you not the fried fat fried fat is bad trans fats are bad for you hydrogenated fats are bad for you don't go for that instead go for something like natural fats like in the form of if you're having ghee have ghee in your meals if you like olive oil put olive oil in your meals if you like butter unsalted better have that on your meal cheese unsalted um you know full fat go for that kind of food walnuts avocados if you like those go for that whenever you're having your uh chicken meat fish go for all of the fatty ones you know because that fat is going to keep you full it's not going to make you crave for things more and more okay so you can do this by following an intermittent fast regime or you can just follow your body signal of hunger not thirst my friend most times people confuse thirst and hunger so if you are like really hungry that's when you should eat so there are these two way of eating it now let's talk about how would you like to eat it because these are the things right like you understand them 
like scientifically, intellectually, you understand them. But why is it that you're not able to implement it? Think about it. So let's go back to the model, the thought model to figure that out. So if we put the way we are currently eating, that is our staple diet of processed foods in the action line of the model. So our result is going to be the weight gain, being overweight, having irregular periods, being infertile. And how do we feel when we eat these foods? Think about it. Right now, you're eating these foods. How do you feel when you just before eating these foods? And most of the times, it feels very urgent, very compelling. You feel almost out of control. And the thoughts producing these feelings are like, I want this now. I must have it. I just want it. Like, it's so compelling. It's almost like you have no control over it. And you club these thoughts with our routine negative emotions and then you have, like, you have a recipe for disaster. So these negative emotions that we are having, like every day, like every day period, you're going to have a set of negative emotions. And they're so routine. They're almost patterned. They get triggered by usual circumstances like working, driving, having conversations with our colleagues at work or with family members or the number on the weighing scale, clothes which are not fitting, just looking at yourself in the mirror, um, friends post on social media, having a kid or whatnot she's doing, anything. Anything can trigger a thought, a negative thought and a negative feeling and we can, we generally tend to associate like the next thing is like let's eat to feel better, right? So, that's what is happening. And listen, I just want to like tell you as a fact, you need to just understand and accept it as a reality. Nobody is perfect. We all have imperfect life. No one is perfect. No one has, it, has figured it all out. Not even Beyonce. She has her problems, <laughs> whoever you follow. It's human nature to be dissatisfied with what we have. So you might say, why bother losing weight if we are going to suffer anyway? And my answer will always be that I would love to suffer in a healthier body, okay? Having my loved ones in my life, having the dreams, like having the ability to exercise, having the ability to feel my, you know, like live up my life in the best possible way and make lots of money. Like I would want that to be I want to be doing all of that in a healthier body rather than like in this body. Like life is always going to be 50-50. You're always, trust me, even if you become like a billionaire, you will still have negative emotions because that's how we are. Humans do that, right? So if we can change our attitude towards the weight loss journey, how would you like to think about the way we eat? I want to do this. This is how I take care of me. I have insulin resistance and that's fine. I don't want to harm myself anymore. I'm done. I'm done harming myself. Eating on plan is how I take care of myself. Eating on a plan gets me closer to having a baby. It gets me closer to fitting into my clothes. It gets me closer to having regular periods, cleaner skin. So these are the thoughts and they will produce feelings of determination, 
compassion, caring, commitment. And when we are in that mindset or in that belief where we say to ourselves, I want to do this. I want to take care of me. I, this is how I take care of me. I have insulin resistance and I'm, it's fine and I'm feeling compassion and compassion for me. I don't want to harm myself anymore because you are caring. I want to eat as planned because I have goals and I want to really, really achieve them so badly that I'm committed to doing this. When you are in that mindset, that's when your action plan, what to eat, would make sense, right? That's when you would be able to do those things. That is, you can write down what you eat every day. You can plan a healthy meal every day, 24 hours in advance. You follow that meal, my friends. And some days you will not follow it. And you will wonder why you didn't. And keep it scientific. Keep it as scientific as possible. Remove the mind drama. Recognize when you start spinning and not follow the plan. So that's why a plan is so, so, such a beautiful thing because it gives you a structure. Make a note of the days when you don't follow your plan. And when you do your assessment at the end of the day, what worked, what didn't work, and what I would do differently tomorrow, make a note of it. Plan again the next day. Do this over and over every day for the rest of your life until it's automatic. Keep tweaking your protocols every two weeks until you get your results. Follow the same protocol every week, at least for two weeks. Don't change anything. And one day, you know, that day will come soon when you lose the desire to eat food the way you're eating right now. The way those foods, you know, you start eating food as fuel and, you know, which will keep you energized instead of just depleting you. And one fine day you will become someone who has PCOS and has it all. She has everything that she wants. That's it for today, guys. I'll see you next time. If you found this information helpful, please subscribe and give a review so that this podcast can reach more women with PCOS who have been told to lose weight to normalize their condition. Have a good day.